week I recommend a great movie to my good friend Drew. Sometimes he does not like them, shockingly enough. I'm not sure why. But oftentimes he'll recommend me movies that are just plain awful, and I don't know what to say besides that. So the question is this week, which was it? And I can tell you right now, Drew uh, recommended me a movie called Spotlight. Spotlight. Sorry. (laughs) And he recommended me uh, or I recommended him. I'm everywhere tonight. Wow. I recommended him a movie called Three Billboards Outside Evans, Missouri. Three <laughs> Oh, man. It's been a long night for me. Yeah. Um, Drew, did you think I would like this movie? Spotlight? Yes. Um, yeah, I thought so. I thought it was a, a pretty good film myself. Um, obviously, you know, I recommended it to you. You've been known um, to troll. I have, but no, I mean, this definitely wasn't a troll. I mean, it's a award-winning, you know, I mean, Oscar movie. Um, which I know sometimes it doesn't say everything about the film, obviously. But, you know, um, it has a great cast. Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams, Michael Keaton, Lee Shriver. Um, I guess the... Uh, the content matter. It's based on a true story. I guess you could say it might be a little controversial. You know, it's definitely not like the content matter is definitely not for kids. Well, there's wink, wink. <laughs> oh my goodness! Recommended after dark. Oh, gosh. Rated R for a reason. Um, basically, uh, if you haven't seen Spotlight before. It is the story about Spotlight, which is a group with the Boston Globe that does very investigative reporting, and they pretty much, the Boston Globe gets a new editor that tells them, hey, you need to report on these um, allegations that a Mm -hmm. priest has been molesting children, little boys. Yeah, like more than like 80 kids or something like that. Yeah, like more than 80 kids, a lot of kids. And so they're a bit hesitant. You know, you don't want to fight the Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, in fact, most people are hesitant, but they finally do it. They start searching. They find out more and more and more. And what happens is un- it unravels, like, how big this actually is. Like, yeah. it's not just one person. It's Mm-mm. it's over a hundred, I think, they, at the yeah. end of the thing. There's, there's a lot involved behind the scenes. and Yes. You know, they, they find out that, like, if... A priest gets caught doing something shady. They'll just they'll move him to a different parish, and they'll kind of just keep it hush hush under wraps. Like you know, wouldn't you know? There, there was some there was some really shady stuff going, seedy stuff going behind the you know behind the details for sure. Yeah, and, and the thing about this movie is it's based on a true story. Uh, this all happened uh, two thousand one, two thousand two area mm-hmm. is when it actually happened. Uh, the movie was made in twenty fifteen. Uh, but they are investigating allegations even from the 60s. Yeah. From the 60s forward. Yeah, they went back like decades. Yeah, trying to um, figure it out, catch the people who'd done it, bring it to light more than anything, and stop the whole system that is um, propagating it. Mm-hmm. And there were... So I'm going to say that Drew... 
I did like the movie. Oh, that's good. The movie was too. good. Uh, the acting was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was gripping, even though it was kind of, it wasn't what I'd call like an action movie. But yeah. It had some thrilling moments. It had thrilling moments. Of, you know. I think the bigger part was just, it had that, uh, it had a way of like keeping something on a hook for you. Yeah. Just keep drawing you in a little more and a little mm-hmm. more. Like no stone left unturned type thing. Yes. You're being pulled in and just boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. It's just like as you're learning more and more. And you and I always thought it was funny that the movie was named Spotlight. And when you told me what it was about, I thought it was like, oh, they're shining a spotlight on the Catholic Church and what was happening. Um, well, it's actually the group in the newspaper that's named yeah. Spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I think that's true as well. That it was like we're shining a spotlight on this. Yes. Uh, and revealing the truth, which may have been the point of that name in the first place for that group in the Boston Globe. I mean, it's a real group. Yeah. Uh, so, with all that said, there were a few things that stood out to me. Um, one, the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think when you see a movie like this or you hear about a movie like this, you think it's just like, hey... Take a shot at the Christians that have screwed up. Um, and, man, just show that it ain't just a few bad apples. It's the whole system and everything. Mm-hmm. And while there's definitely parts of the movie that were, like, propagating that and trying to show, hey, this is this is a huge issue. Yeah. Right? And it is. Don't get me wrong. It was obvious. It is. And it's something that has to be addressed. But I think the main point of the movie uh, and something that... Isn't it's not re- relegated to just Boston and mm-hmm. those parishes uh, of those church parishes. It's not relegated to just wherever you're at. The main point is that all this happened for years, and people swept it under the rug. Yeah, it, like they knew it was going on. They all knew about it, mm-hmm. but they intentionally did nothing about it because. The church does good things for the community. We don't want to do anything. He's he's done a lot for us and everything. And really, by the end of the movie, what you find is that years, a decade earlier, uh, information had been sent to the Boston Globe about this and it had been ignored. And you find out the main character, uh, Michael Keaton's character, um, Walter, Robbie, he um, pretty much is the one who got rid of it. And, and he says, I don't really remember it. I know I was the one in charge at that time who mm-hmm. would have gotten it. And I just didn't feel like fighting it or, or something like that. And while you feel bad for him and you're like, dude, you, you're responsible as well. I think the bigger point is, and that may have been true that that actually happened. I don't know. I, based on you know, movies story, will exaggerate. Embellish it's, just a little it's bit. Like, yeah. But I think the major thing is he's kind of all of us. Um, and I'm not saying that every single one of you who are listening is a pedophile enabler. I'm not trying to say that. Uh, what I'm saying though is it takes a community to, to keep something like that hidden. Yeah. I think piggybacking on what you said, like there's not one singular bad guy, even the guy they're investigating. He's overall, like he's not the, I mean, he is a bad guy, but like, there was so many people involved mm-hmm. in the thing. Like it's 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 um, and I thought the movie did a pretty good job. Now I saw it back in 2015, so spoiler: it's been about 
close to six years since I've seen it. However, I think the movie, if I remember it correctly, it did a pretty good job at just, I mean, doing a movie like this, where you're talking about the Catholic Church and the, obviously their their issues with this has been well documented even yes. before this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, who hasn't heard any Catholic priest jokes or anything like that? Like it's just well documented pop culture and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think the movie could have like really just lamb blasted at the Christians, but they didn't. They you know they stuck to the story and. I mean, they were just investigating this horrible thing, and it was—it was just something that they—they they could have really like made the church a punching bag, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They were just going, you know, they—they—they they, they stuck to it pretty well. I—I I think. Yeah, I think uh, there were moments where they talked about like, you know, I grew up Catholic, but I could never go back after this. Yeah, and so, and, and it's one of those like you can you can you can feel that, um, but I don't think they ever just genuinely attack the church i think really the only attack uh, if you want to call it an attack that i would say they made on the church was mostly on the celibacy requirements of the priest yeah. and them saying how like that's what's causing a lot of this you can't have sex and so yeah yeah which i know you're a minister no it's not biblical i was about to say why is that a rule um so and right. to to Catholics would say that a priest is married to the church. Okay. That he is uh, that the church is his bride. Um, the Bible would not propagate that, um, but it's just a tradition they've held. Now I will say there has been movement within Catholicism to change that. I have I have heard of that before. Yeah. And this is one of the big reasons why stuff like this. Uh, not to mention, I even mentioned it in the movie. They have like apparently like a facility that deals with priests who have endured this and uh-huh. like gone and committed these acts. Yeah. And one of the guys is like, dude, I've studied this for decades. Like if you think those priests are saying celibate, you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going and doing it with some nuns too. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, spotlight though, back to it a little bit. There was one scene that kind of, I wouldn't say shook me, but it was like, the one that pierces your heart, and you're just like, dang. You know, like, one, you give a shout-out to the producer, director, whoever made the decision to do it, and you're just like, perfect, you know? Um, But also, like, man, my heart's hurting right now. And it was near the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas. And so they're having Christmas mass, and it's right before, really, the big climax is about to hit. Yeah. And they're showing mass, and it's the children singing out up front, and they're singing Silent Night. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oof. Like, whoever chose Silent Night, it's like, dang. Yeah. It, it's the perfect song. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and the kids are the ones singing it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I was just like, dang, dude. Yeah. I, I remember um, a part that got that gripped me really good was when one of the reporters realized like one of these scumbags lived like just right down the street from him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it was like, Oh my gosh. You know, like just that outpouring of emotion when he just realized that like, and the worst part is he couldn't tell anybody. Yeah. Cause if he did, they he would know keep, they were investigating. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Essentially just keep it, keep it inside. 
And so, um, with all that said, before we give our ratings, I will say that the finale of the movie disturbed me a bit as well. Uh, because typically, whenever you see these things, you feel like, okay, um, maybe something this big will blow up enough to where change happens. And what inevitably happens is the guy who was covering it up all, like the head um, priest that was covering yeah. up, knew about all this and was just keeping it quiet, ends up resigning at the end of the year, is moved to Rome mm -hmm. to serve at one of the highest regards in Catholicism, like in um, Vatican City. Yeah. And it's like, he wasn't even punished. Yeah. And, and really, in some odd way we both picked two oscar movies where no one is the winner not a soul like <laughs> because the movie you picked for me there's not a winner in that one either like no it's winners. just there's really no happy ending mm -hmm. to neither one of these movies no. but yeah i agree i agree it is frustrating that you go through all of that emotional journey mm -hmm. and you're just looking for a light at the end of the tunnel just justice being served something and then it's just like Yep. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, which which I will say there is some sense of victory, especially mm -hmm. as they they release the article. And yeah. Like just I mean, there's like call. small little victories. But I mean, know, like peppered in with like hundreds of people calling in, like yeah. victims, saying mm -hmm. it happened to me, it happened to me, it happened to me. Like, that's a victory. That's showing, hey, you've given a voice now to people yeah. who are silent. Uh, it's, not, it's not so silent night anymore. That's right. Uh, with all that said, my rating for this, Drew, I'm going to break my rules a little bit here. Okay. Because Spotlight is a movie that I probably wouldn't watch again. Mm -hmm. And normally, a movie that I think is good but I wouldn't watch again, I'm going to give a 6 to. I won't do that to Spotlight. I'm going to give it a 7.5 because it is, it is a very good movie. The acting was great. It had nothing to do with the movie. It's just there's sometimes that, like, when you watch a movie once, you've seen it enough. Yeah. Like, for instance, you're not going to go on a Friday night and be like, hey, everybody, let's watch Passion of the Christ. Like, yeah. Like, you're, you're just not. Yeah. And That's understandable. Whatever you believe, like... So you would give Passion of the Christ a six. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Four. Because I'm forgiven. Hey. Um, <laughs> um, we, got, we got lights in here, guys. <laughs> we got lights. <laughs> They're going off. Um, so 7.5. Drew, what are you rating this thing? I d so right before we started the podcast, Brett and I were just talking briefly, and I was telling him that... His movie for me, Three Billboards Outside Amy Museri, is on a short list of mine of movies that I loved that I'll probably only see once. Like, I'll never watch them again. Um, and I think Spotlight is kind of on that same thing for me. I've only seen it once. I thought it was a great movie. I don't need to see it again. Some movies I love to rewatch and revisit. and This one isn't it. Doesn't mean it was bad. I loved it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to give it just a solid 8.0. Great, solid, all-around good movie. Yep, yep. Um, that is fair. Um, IMDb fan score gives it an 8.1. So we're right there. Yeah. Um, the With the fans. Metacritic, though, gives it a 93, which I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm a little shocked it's not higher. Because <laughs> yeah. The critics love anything that can slam Catholics, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I am a little disappointed that Mark Ruffalo didn't just turn into the Hulk and go Hulk on everybody. I bet that was in a deleted scene. It has to be. It's <laughs> it got to be. be. <laughs> Based on a and true you story, got by Vulture, the way. You got Michael Keaton as <laughs> yeah. Vulture. Yeah. I bet he's in there somewhere. <laughs> so that is Spotlight. If you'd like to watch Spotlight, you can check it out on Netflix. Um, but Drew, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. Tell me about it. So, okay. So just a very brief recap. Um, but yeah, this woman... Um, uh, what's her name? Mildred. Mildred yes, is Mildred. her name. Yes, I had to think of her name. Um, she has a daughter named Angela, and her daughter was raped and murdered, essentially. A couple of months, what, like six or seven months before the movie started? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like, it happened. It's still fresh in the mom's eyes, but, you know, a couple, a couple of months before the movie starts, um, her daughter was just brutally murdered, and... The case was just never solved. Mm-hmm. And she... I mean, would you just call it, like, absolute frustration or even just, like, a mental breakdown? But just something... Yes. Something drove... Yeah. Just something drove her um, to just put up these billboards right outside the town. As, as, you know, people are driving by. And, you know, I mean, she's just like... I can't remember exactly word for word what the text was, but something like, hello, cops, are you there? Like, she called out a cop. She called out the sheriff or the police chief, I think. Uh, another one was like, a woman was a, a woman was murdered a few months ago. Hasn't done anything. Anyway, she's basically just calling out the police force. Are you looking up the billboards? Yeah, yeah, I'm what looking you for you. Yeah, look those up for me, because I, I can't remember them verbatim, but she's just calling out the police force, essentially. Basically, uh, the billboards say, raped while dying yes, and still no arrest. How come Chief, Chief Willoughby? Yes, and Chief Willoughby was the police chief. Yes. So, um, so she puts up those three billboards, and it just causes a stir in the town. That's putting like, it lightly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, you have this whole cast of characters, including uh, some guy named Dixon, played by Sam Rockwell, who is a... Not a great cop, I'm just going to say. Um, pretty bad person. Although I will say this, he, he does have some redemption towards the end of the story. I feel he does. Like, like his character does, for sure. Mm. Um, I think so. Mm. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, he he left off better than will, what he once was, I mm. guess. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, we can talk about it. Um, but you just have all these characters just kind of coming in. And, uh, you know, Mildred, she's just trying, she's just trying to do right by her dead daughter at the end of the day. But, man, does she do some crazy stuff, too. Like, you know, she visits the dentist office, and that drill goes, you know, and she burns down a police station in the Mm -hmm. process, and all this kind of stuff. So you just have all, like, these wild things um, going on. Favorite part, hands down, was when that kid got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> Favorite part. Like, I paused it, rewound, paused it, rewound. <laughs> like, I watched that scene like six times. Over. And <laughs> over. I was like, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I'll say this. And I was telling Brett this earlier. Like, it's a 
visceral movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, at parts, it's kind of tough to get through just with the subject matter and um, some of the things that just happens. Um, I genuinely liked it. But kind of what we talked about during Spotlight, no, there's no winner here. No winners there's, at all. There's... Justice really doesn't get served. Um, I mean, it's just, it's... Everyone comes through, except the police chief. Um, everyone comes... <laughs> Too soon. Sad. <laughs> uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, everyone comes through completely... I feel like, almost like they've just been like dragged through the mud... Mm-hmm. A little bit, and they're like, they make it through the other side, but they they lost some of their soul. Yes, that's like the best way I can put it. That's a great way to put it. Um, so I want you to imagine with me for a second, Drew, that this movie is one that you see on a first date. Oof. Oh yeah, you told me you had a story with this. Yeah. Um, I can't think of that. I that would lived be bad. It. I lived it. Who picked the movie? Not me. Oh, okay. She did. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. She's like, I've heard this is good. <laughs> so we went. We both. I mean, like, she wasn't wrong. I was since like, it is a good movie. But yeah, ooh, but not maybe not first date material. So here's the thing. I'm not someone who's like gonna get in a hissy fit over language or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for a first date, when you know I'm like a youth pastor. Yeah. The amount of f bombs dropped. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Do you know what we just got into?" For real, <laughs> like you just wouldn't think that would be what they'd go for. Um, but she did. Um, I felt bad enough to go on a second date. Ah, that's mean. I didn't feel bad. She was no- she, she was nice. Uh, we just didn't work out. Just her movie selections weren't nice. They were awful. Um, with that said, one of the reasons. That I picked this movie for you is one because I knew <laughs> I knew it was the type of movie you'd like, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, because of that visceralness that mm-hmm. you were talking about, how it just it leaves you I don't know, emotionally charged in a sense. Yeah. Um like I don't think you can watch this movie and come away apathetic with it. Mm-mm. Like you're gonna come away either hating it, loving it, or feeling something. And that's why I think it won so much because, man, did it. I mean, it won 130 things and two Oscars. Yeah. It obviously, it was super successful. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a great movie for sure. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Uh, you said you thought that Sam Rockwell's character, Dixon, kind of gets redemption at the end. Well, some. Like, he doesn't turn into a Boy Scout, but I mean, he does try to, <laughs> he does try to help Mildred. Now, this is my he, problem. He does. Uh-huh. You're right. But, and again, like I said, we're going to talk spoilers some. At the end of the movie, he thinks he hears mm-hmm. someone talking about killing and raping a girl. Yeah. And he's like, that's the would, dude. Why and, would you brag about that at a bar? No like, idea. That blows, that scene, that one scene blows my mind. The guy's like, yeah, I was killed and raping a girl. Porter gasoline. I'm, I'm like, dude, you're like, Talk about this murder, this heinous crime you committed at your house. Like, don't go to a public place. I was like, what the heck? So, so Dixon hears it. 
starts fighting the guy just so he can get, get DNA, a DNA samples. Sample. Yeah. Uh, and then they can track him down and do that. Well, it turns out they get it, and it's not him. Uh-huh. Like maybe he did do that, but it wasn't to her daughter. Yeah. Right. And so at the end of the movie, they come back, and Mildred and Dixon are going on the road. This is the very end. They're getting on yeah. the road, and they're going to Montana, where this guy's from. Street justice. Just to kill him. And one of the reasons why... I don't think they formally make the decision. They were definitely going to kill him. I mean, you know that. Definitely going to kill him. they didn't outright say Okay, okay. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, that ain't winning. Entrapment. (laughs) They're not winning with that. They're going and just... No one wins. They're not finding justice. They're just trying to find an outlet for their anger. Yeah. Uh, for Mildred's anger about her daughter and Dixon's anger about the whole situation that's played out and mm-hmm. kind of feeling hit her anger now, you know? And, and so in one sense, yeah, he comes around and gets the quote-unquote redemption of understanding her perspective and feeling bad for her. But on the other end, man, he's still just going to go kill him, at least in this case, Were you about to guy. say innocent? <laughs> Innocent in this case. Um, maybe Legally not innocent, I guess. Yeah, at um, least against her daughter. Um, well, I mean, that, that's why I said he has some redemption. Like, I didn't mean it like... It, it's not like he turned into a Boy Scout. Like, or, he tried to sell Girl whatever. Scout cookies. Or, yeah. Um, like, you know, I mean, everyone is flawed in this movie. There, yes. ain't, there ain't no perfect person in this movie for sure. Everyone has their issues and they all get dragged through it. Um, I just liked that he was so unlikable at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. At least he tried to do something right. It, yes. Even if it was just like, okay, we're going to try to, you know, cause he, he saved Angela's case files from the burning police. He didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. He, he grabbed the case files from the burning building, which is one of the reasons why he was burnt pretty badly in the movie. Yeah. Um, so I mean like he has some redemption, not fully a hundred percent, but but, like, he, you know, obviously, yeah. he was a pretty big scumbag at the start mm-hmm. of the movie, for sure. The only other thing I want to talk about is Woody Harrelson, Willoughby, sheriff of the town. Yeah. So much happens. Yeah. And that scene... I don't even know what to think about that. That one was the one that I closed my eyes to. Yeah. Like, I couldn't watch it. That's really... His whole story arc is the reason why I'll only probably see this movie once. Mm-hmm. It's so I think sad. I can take the other ones, but just with what he did and how he chose to make his exit was just... I mean, it's it's visceral. For so, sure. um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a few years. I mean, it came out in 2017, so I saw it in 2017. He, I mean, he... I won't say he was trying hard beforehand to find her daughter's murderer but especially after the billboards came up he was working to do it yes it's just there wasn't many leads yeah um at the end of the it's on it was really it's not it wasn't his fault it wasn't no one's fault i guess i mean because here's the thing and lord i might get crucified for this but like just because a crime happens someone obviously yes did it doesn't mean that the cops are just going to immediately find the person. Yeah. Like, you know, they could... I know the, the the mom, Mildred, she was very frustrated with her daughter's murder and not being solved in seven months. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just 
happens. I mean, her body was burned, they said. So, like, I can imagine a lot of evidence that would have been there to solve the murder probably burnt up. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's no just real... The cops probably tried their best and they just couldn't, they couldn't solve it. And I think you that's know. why it was so impactful for me. Um, so, Wilby ends up committing suicide. Yeah. And because he's sick. Not because of like... Well, he's sick, but also well, all I that. mean, he has like pancreatic cancer, I think, or something like yeah, that. Something some like some that. sort of like incurable cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he's going through that, plus all the stress of this, and he ends up killing himself. And you're kind of like, man, girl... Francis or Mildred, you don't know, like when you run like a bull into a china shop, mm-hmm. you're not thinking of all of the other victims that may come about. Yeah, and, and, and I get it. You're only focused on one, but you don't do that. He's probably not killing himself like that. Yeah, I mean, dude had like a family. Oh yeah, and horses, all this stuff. Actually, mm-hmm. let his favorite horse out of the pen. Yeah, just to let her be free. And I think also kind of like tell everybody where he was. I think so. Yeah, it was it was sad. Just to put it that way, it was very sad. And they did not hold back on this scene. Yeah, they showed everything. Yeah, and he was. Um, mm. Yeah, like I said, I mean, every one of these characters are flawed. There, there, there's some parts that are just irredeemable about them in some sense. So do this for me, Drew. Tell me. I'm assuming you said you liked the movie, but you wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, uh, and I understand that why. But if could you tell our listeners a reason why they should watch it once? Oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> like, like no joke. So I mean, obviously, it's what we've talked about. Spoiler alert: some intense themes, murder. Um, talked about rape. There's a some racism. Um, suicide, like there's some intense themes. I will fully say that. Yes. Uh, the acting is top notch. Superb. I mean, there's a reason why it took both, uh, best actor and best actress awards at the Oscars. From, Absolutely. Uh, Francis McDormand playing Mildred and Sam Rockwell playing Jason Dixon. Yep. I mean, just fantastic acting all around. Um, so I would watch it just for that. Just a solid showcase in acting, great storytelling. I would say, just watch watch it once. Watch it once. Yeah, I can agree with that. Just make sure you do not have kids present. They yeah, would appropriate not age. Appropriate ages. Again, obviously, we're not advocating like don't yes. show your ten year old this. Movie. Exactly. Like, R stands. Not. R stands for a reason. It yeah. is rated R. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Man, this is just me. This feels like an eighteen and over R movie. I can kind of see that. Most most people like always. I just know some like sixteen and seventeen year olds who would be very emotionally scarred by this movie. It's potentially yeah. Like I said, it's almost like. Have you ever heard of the movie Requiem for a Dream? I've heard of it. Yes. It's kind of like that. It's rated R too. Um, as far as like actual. I think there might be like a little nudity, but it's not like, you know, there's some language in it, but like, it's so, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're scarring me right now emotionally. All right. So anyways, so we just had that awkward moment. Uh, uh, Good job. Good job. Good job. But anyways, it's a movie like that that just like, it leaves you, it takes you on an emotional roller coaster. 
and you leave like that was a well shot, well acted movie. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, I just left exhausted by the end yeah. of it. Um, with all that said, the exhaustion, Drew. What would you rate this movie? Eight point five. Eight point five. Mm-hmm. Great rating. I'm gonna rate it an eight. Okay. Uh, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Um, IMDb fan score eight point two. Right in the middle of us. Uh, the critics would give it an eighty eight. So not bad. Right around in the air we're at. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, we definitely warn you. Just be cautious who yeah. you're watching this with, and realize what you're getting yourself into. Um, you can find that one. Um, there's some streaming sites that have it. You can probably find it on your preferred one. You're probably gonna have to pay for it as well. Yeah. Um, Prime. Yeah, Prime had it for what three, four bucks. Yeah, I think so. Something. It may be at your Redbox. Doubt it. You can check. And Spotlight was on Netflix. And Spotlight was on Netflix. But with all that said, it's that time of week again where we recommend movies for each other, and we hope that you will watch these movies with us and come back and join us next week to discuss them too, Drew. What do you have for me? All right. So you know we're wrapping up deer season. Oh my goodness. You don't even hunt. Do you like <laughs> Do you like things that are sacred? <laughs> I know you do. You're a minister. <laughs> so this movie, fantastic movie. One of my favorites. Highly debatable. Called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Help me from please. the from the great director that directed The Lobster. Help me, One please. One of my other favorite movies. Help me, please. <laughs> a nice rom-com. <laughs> it's not. So, yeah. So, I'm recommending you The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And you can find it on Netflix. Oh, my goodness. Such a great movie. Oh, my goodness. I know. Goodness. You're in shock because I recommended you such a fantastic film. I know. No. I was trying to decide between two movies for you this week, and I've already decided now that you've given me that, that I'm going to give you this one. Double feature. Oh, no, this is not a troll pick. I actually have a troll pick on my list. For uh, what I'm giving you is not a troll pick either, because I will unashamedly say that in middle school I came home and watched this movie far too much, and I could probably go through the lines far too often. Okay. With that said, it is definitely going to be something your wife likes a lot more than you do, mm-hmm. um, and she's probably going to want to watch it with you. Okay. Um... I like watching movies with Caleb. Fortunately, I don't know. One second, I gotta, because I've changed um, where um, what movie I'm doing. I had an idea, and then I changed it. Um, I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> uh, Do your homework, Brett. Look, I had a different movie. I'm just gonna go back to the old movie that I was gonna do because I already know where it's at, and okay. I don't know where the stream. I don't know where to stream Legally Blonde to. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on one second. <laughs> you watch the movie so much you can basically quote the movie Legally Blonde to? Bend and Snap. Oh my gosh, wait. I thought that was, was that the first one? Yeah, that's the one. That's what I said, Legally Blonde. Oh, I thought you said Legally Blonde too. Heck no, Red, White, and Blonde was trash. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. No, nah, the first one was the best one. Okay. Definitely. I got it. I checked. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, Legally Blonde was a good movie. It All was. right. Okay. I look forward to watching that later. Yes, whenever I find out where it's turning. But for now, uh, this one I don't think is... After February. <laughs> yes. I think that this one's streaming some places. You can Google it and find it. Uh, you'll probably pay a few bucks. Uh, but I have the DVD, so Drew, you are in luck. <laughs> Too bad you don't have a DVD player.
I got a laptop with a DVD drive. You'll have to use that. Yeah. You're going to be watching genuinely one of the best, one of my favorite movies. Um, it makes me laugh so much every time. It's stupid. It's hilarious. It is totally early 2000s. And it is Rat Race. Ah, okay. Yes. Rat yeah. Race. Um, starring lots of stars. Oh, yeah. That movie was... It is packed. It was jam-packed. Oh, yeah. Plus, I had Smash Mouth at the end. You did. <laughs> the <laughs> biggest star. They all ended up Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> So, uh, wow, spoiler alert, Drew. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> the movie's like 20 years old. <laughs> so if you want to watch Rat Race with us, you can find it online somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I've, I just knew I had the DVD for Drew. Yeah. Uh, again, most of those most Go websites. Some shady torrent site. Your computer will definitely get AIDS. I'm, I'm, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's an onion site out there with it for yeah. free. Um and then if you would like to watch <laughs> The Killing of a Sacred Deer with me. Which you will. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you definitely um, will. Netflix will have that one. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great weekend and that you enjoy um, whatever comes your way. <laughs> <laughs>